today on On Her Turf at the Olympics. We're going to hear from volleyball's Faluka Akinrade Wo Gunderson about her team's preparation for these games. We will catch up with beach volleyball's April Ross and Alex Kleinman, the newly minted Olympic gold medalists. This podcast is presented by Nordatrack from iFit. Five years ago in Rio, the U.S. women's volleyball team you see here in blue had a heartbreaking loss to Serbia in the semis. A rematch earlier in Tokyo now. Faluka Akinrade Wo Gunderson with this block to end the second set. The Americans shutting out Serbia three sets to none. After the semifinal win, Gunderson celebrated on Instagram, writing, on to the finals. The work continues. But earlier this week, we had a chance to catch up with Gunderson, who told us about her own personal journey returning to the sport as a mother and the team's chemistry heading into the knockout round. Yeah, I don't think it's any different. I think um, what's great about our team is that we've spent the last year really working on our connection. Um, we had Zoom calls during the pandemic and um, we just put little deposits in here and there and it's really changed the culture of our team. And so I think actually in these tougher moments, I think the work that we put in is really coming to light and we're able to rely on one another. And it's just a great sisterhood. Honestly, everyone is just supporting each other and um, we're just getting closer as a group. Sisterhood and also for you, motherhood, right? I know you gave birth to your yeah. son in November 2019. What's it like making this Olympic run as a mom? Yeah, it's, it's an incredible feat. Um, it was always my goal to come back. Uh, I didn't know if it could happen. There were many times in my comeback that I thought about giving up, honestly. Really? Um, I... Yeah, I had diastasis. I actually still do. So the separation of your rectus abdominis. So oh, I had a nine centimeter separation. I have about maybe a two finger width separation now. And so with that comes no core strength. And so that's been the most difficult part of my recovery um, and coming back. And obviously you need a lot of core to play volleyball. So um, yeah, and with the pandemic, I was working out by myself in the garage and pushing myself and no one was watching, but I knew that if I was able to get through that, then um, those moments when I didn't want to do it would would definitely make it worth it in the end. And it has. Um, and I'm really proud to be in this Olympic Games and to represent all the moms out there. I know working out in a home garage must be difficult training for the Olympics, but something most people probably don't know is that until recently, almost all professional women's volleyball was played abroad. Um, I mean, you've traveled probably all around the world. Earlier this year, though, Athletes Unlimited launched a U.S. league. What are your hopes for the future of women's professional volleyball in the United States? Yeah, you know, for us, we've all had to go overseas to make a living. And so it's really nice to have a league that's finally in the States that give people the option if they want to stay home and play in front of a home crowd. And, and the, you know, there's always that comfort of home. And so I'm hoping that this league can sustain itself and there's a lot of interest and people have that option because... Well, I'm happy that I've had the opportunity to, to travel the world and experience different cultures. It's also nice to have the option to stay home and play at home. I think uh, if you're similar to me, the, the COVID, the quarantine, like you said, it, it made me feel like how important home is, right? And so being the mom that you are also, has it made you think about anything differently in terms of the way, like when you have to travel the world to, to be playing, is there anything different that you think you'll try to do so that you can keep your, your close-knit family together? 
Yeah, so my family actually joined me in the professional season this past year in Japan. And so mm. I got to travel with my husband and son, and he was nine months old at the time. But um, obviously, things are more difficult traveling with uh, an infant and <laughs> right. now a toddler. <laughs> things are a little slower. Um, but it is also, you know, there's just so much joy with that and getting to experience that as a mom and, and with my son. And I know he's not going to remember it. Um, but I hope when he looks back, he can be proud of me and, um, you know, proud of all I've had to accomplish and that he's been able to be with me in the journey. Oh, I'm sure he will. What do you want the world to know about your teammates? I have some fierce teammates, um, strong women. They inspire me daily. Um, they're fearless. And that's not to say that we don't get nerves and, and we're not, you know, nervous about big moments, but it's how they show up in those moments. And um, they truly inspire me every single day with the way they approach each day, the way they support one another. And um, I think that shows when we, when we're on the court, um, there's a lot of feistiness, but there's also a lot of togetherness with their team. Thank you so much. It's been awesome to hear your stories and your perspective and good luck to you. Moving on. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us, Faluka. On Her Turf at the Olympics continues after this. Here we go, the gold medal match in beach volleyball. Best two of three sets to determine the winner. The U.S. duo of Alex Kleinman and April Ross did not need a third set. Listen to that reaction. Dominating the Aussie duo to finish the match in just 43 minutes. April winning her third Olympic medal, but first gold while Alex reaches the top of the podium in her first Olympic appearance and we are joined now by the gold medal winning duo April and Alex guys welcome to on her turf at the Olympics congratulations you guys won a gold medal so clearly this worked out this duo right but can you take us back to when this first this partnership first began four years ago and also the risks that you took to make it happen April yeah um there was a little bit in the making and a lot of people definitely in my ear that know both of us uh, saying, you know, Alex is coming out to the beach. You got to play with her. Um, and she came out and was in the qualifier and I definitely took note of her and then um, saw her at Stagecoach, which is a music festival at one yes. point and kind of went up to her, planted the seed like, hey, keep working hard. I could see us playing together in the future. Um, and then when she got a little bit more experience, um, we had a couple practices together, sat down, had some coffee, and I just loved everything she had to say and thought, you know, we had a lot of potential. And so, you know, we went for it. And the way international beach volleyball works is you actually have to have enough points to get into Olympic qualifying tournaments. She had zero points. So in that regard, it was a little bit of a risk. But as far as her as a player in person, it obviously is not a big risk. <laughs> Alex, what was that like for you, kind of having to convince April? Yeah, so I'd only been on the beach um, for about, a, I think, less than a year at that point, and I'd played indoor volleyball my whole life, and um, I definitely remember seeing her at Stagecoach, and she was like, yeah, I need a partner, and I was like, 
okay, I'm here. And she's like, no, get better first. <laughs> and so then eventually a few months later, I had the opportunity to train with her a few times and it was a little bit like a tryout and I just put it all on the line. And I was like, I promise, like I'm motivated, I'm driven and I'll do everything it takes. And I want this so bad. And um, I think just a lot of, you know, things that we care about aligned and, you know, a lot of our goals aligned and um, it's, yeah, it's clicked amazingly and it worked out. Yeah, it worked out <laughs> April, so at age 39, you are the oldest woman to win an Olympic medal. Now, I just turned 39 yesterday, and I'm trying to win a gold medal on bobsled at the Winter Olympics in February. And it's frustrating because I'm having people count me out because of my age. Did you experience that same kind of issue? Um, I did not, actually. And um, I... (laughs) But I mean, at the same time, I felt like I didn't want to talk about my age because I didn't want it to be an issue. And I felt like if I put it out there a lot, people might start to discount me a little bit. Luckily, I feel like people didn't don't really know my age. (laughs) So uh, I didn't really feel that. I wonder, too, if it's different being a duo, right? You know what I mean? And not having that focus, like, squarely on the individual, per se, right? Because that is stressful. I hear you. It is stressful, but it's still an inspiration whether you're talking about it or not. I was fired up to see it, and so I think it brings a lot of hope to older athletes. Mm -hmm. I know, Alex, you've been outspoken about women's health, um, specifically the often overlooked relationship between sports and periods. Can you speak about that, about what you've learned and how you hope to destigmatize that for the next generation? Yeah, totally. Um, I actually started working with a company called Orico and they work on syncing your cycle with your training. And I've always been pretty passionate about it because I was on birth control for a lot of years and it took a big toll on my body and just my emotional health. And um, when I got hooked up with them, I just started to realize, you know, there's a lot of studies that show links between injuries and birth control and different things like that. And I, my mind was blown. And when I learned that stuff, I was like, everybody should know this because everybody should have this information available when they're, you know, making choices about their body. And so um, that's just been something that I've kind of wanted to shine a light on because, you know, half of us are female and I think that we deserve, you know, we're entitled to that kind of information to make educated decisions. Yeah. April, what are your thoughts? Do you have any thoughts to add to that and, and things that you've gleaned? Um, yeah, I've learned a lot from Alex and, um, you know, over time she's kind of told me like, Hey, you should try eating this at this time of your cycle, (laughs) um, taking these supplements at this time. Um, I'm actually going to start working with the same company because I thought what she learned was so impactful. And to be honest, and this might be TMI, but I'm supposed to start my period soon and we played today and I was a little bit worried about having that fatigue going into the match because of my time in my cycle. Um, and so I tried to offset that however I could. Um, but I've learned a lot through her and, and thankfully today went our way, but, um, I think there's a lot for everyone to pay attention to in that regard. Not getting too much in the weeds, but is it, how do you do that? How do you offset and sort of try to help yourself in that situation? I just really focused on my recovery. Like I made sure I was recovering harder than maybe I would have. And even if I felt okay, like staying off my feet, I wanted to make sure I was hydrating a ton. Um, I, I was trying to eat a lot. It was actually hard to eat as much as I was trying to eat like a bunch of carbs and 
drinking my Gatorade and just kind of fueling myself extra and resting harder than maybe I would have normally. It's fascinating. This question is for both of you guys. What is next for you? We keep dodging this question. We're just trying <laughs> to like enjoy I was like, what's moment. the pause? I don't even think it's like totally sunk in. I keep saying to April, I'm like, how do you beat this moment? And how do you even, like, where do you go from here? Because um, it just feels like such a dream. And we, I, yeah, I just don't even think we have comprehended what today has been. And, but there are some, our domestic tour is the AVP and there is some, there are some tournaments coming up and the big one is Manhattan Beach Open. And if you win, you get your name on the pier and all that. It's a, it's a pretty big deal. So uh, we're aiming to be back for that one. That's my hometown. So I would love to be able to play in front of my friends and family and kind of, you know, bring the medal home and yeah, and just oh, really awesome. I also, listening to you guys talk, and Lola and I have talked about this too, you have such a cool story as a duo, but as I'm watching you, I just want to know how unique what you guys accomplished must be for each of you individually, just because, right, Alex, you know, being brand new to this scenario in the Olympics, right, but April having the rich history that you do, I would love to hear if you guys could share that, and Alex, I'd love to start with you, what this, what this really symbolizes. Yeah, well, you know, April and I's journeys have been so different. And I think that's part of the reason why we complement each other so well. And I, you know, played indoor volleyball pretty much my whole life and was always trying to make the Olympics. I was on the national team for a bunch of years and always, you know, got left off that roster. And I kind of had an aha moment uh, back in 2016 when I didn't make Rio. And I was just like, okay, you know, what am I doing with my life? You know, how am I going to keep playing volleyball if I don't have this big goal of the Olympics in front of me. And that, that has always been my driving force. And so I just, I, you know, I took a step back and I moved home and I decided to give the beach a shot. And I, I still had this Olympic dream and it, that never went away, no matter what obstacles I ran into. And I had a few months playing on the beach with a bunch of different partners and it was not pretty volleyball, but, um, you know, I think April looked at kind of my body of work and you know, what I had done on the indoor side and I was really, really raw coming out on the beach, but I think she just saw some potential and I'm so grateful because like she said earlier, it's a big risk to take on a partner with zero points for international volleyball. You can't get into the main draw that way. And so we actually played in the country quota our first tournament together and had the most magical tournament. We made it through the country quota and the qualifier ended up going undefeated and won our very first international tournament together. So um, yeah, I think I just had a lot of, you know, hunger and motivation and she had that same motivation, but also so much experience and knowledge to pour into our partnership and to share with me. And I think that's a huge reason why I was able to adjust to the beach game, you know, as quickly as I was just because I had her by my side, just always trying to help me along. April, how yeah. about you? Um, yeah, my journey has been a lot longer. Well, on the beach, it's been a lot longer. Um, like Alex, I made the switch to beach because my indoor career kind of came to a halt. And, um, you know, I am so grateful for all the success I have had. And, you know, all the silver, the bronze medal means so much to me. And I'm so proud of those. And I worked really hard for each one, each medal. And just the fact that there was still life after that and I found Alex and it worked out so well. And 
you know, we put in so much hard work and, and kept believing and it wasn't a shoe in, you know, I don't know what it seems like, but in the beach volleyball world, I wouldn't say that we were like heavy favorites to win the gold. We really had to buckle down and, and study and scout and bring everything we had to this. And so it is extremely, extremely special to me. And I love our partnership. I love our journey. And um, it really checks off the last box of my, you know, career bucket list. Doesn't mean I'm done, but I okay, feel like I've, <laughs> I've done everything I need to do in the sport. So the moral of the story from hearing them is you've got to like the same music. It's all about stagecoach, <laughs> right? <laughs> actually, funny thing is we don't like the same music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we actually clash a lot on our music taste. And whenever we're working out in the gym, I'm like, April, just something with lyrics because she likes a lot of house music. And um, I'm, you know, I, I go a little more like country and hip hop. And I literally just go to stagecoach because of the people, my friends that go and I hang out <laughs> with them. It's if anyone who plays stagecoach is listening, I, I mean, you guys are great, but um, I like hanging out with the people. I love it. I absolutely love that story. All right, Alex and April, congratulations. What an awesome story. And thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, thank you for Thanks having for us. That's, that's just so awesome, right? That's why you always just go, right? Go to stage coach. <laughs> or go wherever. Right. If you don't want to go, just go. It's so cool. That's going to do it for us today. Download the On Her Turf podcast on Apple Podcasts. And of course, make sure to follow us at On Her Turf on Instagram, also on Twitter. Until tomorrow. This podcast is presented by NordaTrack from iFit.